Rausch, and I'm inviting you to join me on my Natural Solutions Natural Health Podcast. My guests who visit me will enlighten and inspire you about many different approaches to natural wellness. I believe the stories and information my guests share about their journey and commitment to natural health will be so encouraging for you. My podcast is riding on the wave of the future, and we will take you there with wonderful information. Come and ride the wave of natural health. We are ready to go, so let's get to it. Welcome to our February Natural Solutions Natural Health Podcast. My guest today is Lisa Keller. Lisa is a licensed physical therapist from Wadsworth, Ohio. Lisa has licenses in other states also. She owns her own business called Design Your Health, and she's also an author. Lisa was going to join me today in the studio, but this darn snowy weather prevented her from coming down. We, didn't, we wanted everybody to be safe. So she's joining me live by the internet. So let's get to it. Lisa, I'm so glad that you joined me today on my podcast. I know you have a lot of information to share with our listeners. Would you share with our audience, first of all, uh, what made you to decide to focus on chronic pain in your practice, in your profession? Hi, Carmela. Thank you for inviting me to be on this podcast. And my first job as a licensed physical therapist was in a chronic pain clinic. I was there for about a year, but it wasn't until much later that I realized that I actually had a niche in dealing with chronic pain. Um, and I realized that niche when I was working at an acute care clinic where, you know, a worker, it was actually a workman's comp clinic, and people would come in right after they got injured, and I would treat them right away. So they had an ankle sprain, um, they hurt their back or something like that, and I was seeing them right off the bat. And I just kept complicating the, the treatment strategies. I would make it way more complicated than it needed to be, and... I realized that was because I was so used to working with chronic pain, where chronic pain is like a puzzle. And as people are dealing with this issue, they develop different compensation patterns and strategies to be able to move, and it creates this, um, uh, like, a, so they have, say they have issues with their hip. And then they're moving differently to compensate for that hip problem, and then that they have issues with their knee. And then they have issues with their shoulder. So as I was working with these clients that just had just injured their back, I'm like, well, maybe we got something going on in the shoulder that's contributing to the problem in the back. And I was just making it, I, I wasn't very successful in that job, obviously. Uh, and I ended up going right back to working in a chronic pain clinic after that. Um, and that's when I realized that I had a niche that was very unique in dealing with, you know, chronic pain clients. You know, that's interesting what you said, Lisa, because um, I have two knee replacements and the very first knee that went out, it, I mean, I didn't know it was going out. It threw my back out of place and I didn't know there was a correlation. So that's really interesting that um, it, there actually, you have discovered there is a connection there. So I know you wrote a book about chronic pain. Um, can you talk about some of the details um, in your book and fill us in of some of the subject matter? The book that I wrote is called Free My Back. It's Seven Steps to Freedom from Chronic Back Pain. And this is what it looks like. Can you see it? Can they get that on Amazon or where can they get that? Your book. They can get it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. 
I published it back in 2014. I outlined some important steps for being able to resolve chronic pain in that book. Um, I talk about using tools, very specific tools to help get rid of trigger points, which is a huge part of having any kind of back issue. There's always muscles that are that are tight and spastic and need, you know, trigger point release. I've discussed exercises that you can use to strengthen and stabilize and stretch those muscles. I also address something that is highly overlooked, the mental emotional component of having any kind of chronic long-standing illness, including pain. And when you're trying to compensate for something for such a long period of time, you get stuck in these mental cycles. I can relate. And so I, I have a really in, interesting little hack that's in that book as one of the steps for resolve to kind of targeting into that space of the mental emotional component. And I also discuss retraining or mobilizing the sacroiliac joint, which is highly overlooked in back pain, maybe not so much anymore, but back when I published that in 2014, it, nobody ever really looked at it. Now, if you look at, here's a picture of the spine. I was gonna ask okay. you Not to actually, show us, is, yeah. It's a picture to you, but this is actually a, a, um, a model, it looks a, like. It's a model, yeah. yes. The sacroiliac joint is right here. Your whole spine stacks on top of it, so it's kind of like the foundation of your house. If this isn't functioning properly, everything that stacks up on top of it is going to not operate properly. So getting that retrained to work properly is really important, and that's another one of the steps that I have in the book. Boy, that makes so much good sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now, I'm always learning, and I'm always expanding my skills. So I've actually learned a lot since 2014. So there's probably going to be another volume someday when I can actually get myself to sit my butt in a chair for more than a, an <laughs> yeah, hour yeah. to write. Well, would, <laughs> what are some of the things that you would add to that new book? One big thing that I would add would be dry needling. I incorporated dry needling into my practice, and I find that dry needling helps to normalize muscle tension and make immediate changes in the muscles. It changes how the body holds itself very, very quickly. So is it like I, acupuncture? Is that what dry needling's like? Or I'm not familiar so much with that. It uses acupuncture needles. But the, the philosophy and the, the intention of both practices are very, very different. Using Dry needling is like trigger point therapy on steroids. Oh, Instead of using my thumb to go in and say I have there's a trigger point right here, I'll use a needle to go in there, and it it just completely changes the muscle tone immediately. It, it takes a spastic muscle and takes it down to a normal a normal tone of a muscle. It, why? Where where acupuncture is designed to deal with the meridians of the body. I might be affecting the meridians of the body, but that's not my intention. That's just a side effect. Usually a positive side effect, but yeah. a side effect nonetheless. That's, that's very fascinating. It's really fascinating. Um, at this point, why don't you give our listeners um, your web address or your email address so they, they would know how to um, you know, follow up with, your, with you? 
My, my email address is lisakeller888 at gmail.com, L-I-S-A-K-E-L-L-E-R 888 at gmail.com. And my website is lisamariekeller.com. Okay, Lisa Marie. Okay. lisamariekeller.com. Yeah, sorry. And I wanted to go on to the, the dry needling again. Um, the only drawback that I found with the dry needling is because there's such drastic changes so fast, the body, people tend to get sore from that because their body has to figure out how to work within the, the new positions immediately. I've used some different supplements for that. And some of the ones that I've used, magnesium um, is, has been a go-to for me for a long time. And I use it for that as well because it helps to change um, the muscle tone throughout the body and relax it. And I've also used IF Relief. Okay, are, the, um, are those a specific brand that, you're, that you use in your practice? I use Nature Sunshine primarily. Okay. With, with all of my suggestions. Is there a, um, a specific uh, recommendation that you, that you offer your clients for managing chronic pain? The, 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 my main go-to one is the IF Relief. And that's, it seems to be a little bit more financially feasible than the relief formula is one of the reasons that I go to it. And the other main reason is because it seems to target the muscular system a little bit more. I have been looking for something that helps with the dry needling soreness and that helps with workout soreness. Both of them are about the same because when you're using the dry needling, if you hit a trigger point, it causes the muscle to, to get like a little bit of a spasm and then completely release which it's like an intense workout. Mm -hmm. So you, people get like a workout soreness. And that relief, the, the IF relief is amazing for that. That's really, it, that's really good information, I'm sure, for a lot of people listening today. So I take it personally myself because I do dry needling on myself, and then I also recommend it to my clients if they're willing to, you know, take the supplement route. Um, and I'm always recommending magnesium as well, so... Yeah. Magnesium's awesome for muscles, you know, anything to do with the muscles. You know, yeah. I've, I've been an herbalist for over 27 years, and um, just like you, a passion is to help people get better, you know, the best we can. So I like recommending and help, not recommending, but helping them make the wisest choices when they're looking at a whole wall full of supplements and trying to decide. You mentioned um, a technique um, to me earlier on about the fight or flight um, in the body. Can you explain a bit more about that? Yes, I can definitely um, tell you about the fight or flight. Um, the fight or flight reaction. So these days I have been noticing that people are stuck in this fight or flight reaction all the time. We don't know what to expect from day to day. We don't expect, we don't know what to expect from hour to hour. Our world is constantly in flux. We can't go back on relying on what we did last year or, or you know, last month anymore to know what to do now. So I'm finding that people are in this heightened stress response constantly. This causes a variety of body changes. It causes the muscles to tighten up, which contributes to, the, to pain and discomfort. Um, if you're already hurting and you go into this fight or flight, which you might not even realize you're in it, um, then it's just going to make everything tighten up even more. 
It also stops your digestion. It affects how you problem solve and you think. Um, your problem solving diminishes and you get really reactive. So you ma it makes you more jumpy because you're like, oh, what just happened? You're not, you're not thinking through what just happened next to you. All of a sudden you're jumping and you're like, oh, my, my back. Oh, Jesus, right? Um, so the fight or flight just aggravates all of that issues with the, any kind of chronic pain issues that you might have. So what I've found helps with that and also helps with pain because, you know, if we can decrease the nervous system reaction a little bit, put people into more of that rest and restore, make them stop feeling like they have a tiger in front of them and that they actually have some semblance of control over their life, then they can help, it helps them to be able to manage their discomforts in their body much, much better. Um, I recommend Stress J. It helps with digestion. It also helps with stress, the stress, the stress J. It helps calm that system down without causing a lot of drowsiness. Um, another one that I like is Anxious Less, which is much more expensive than the Stress J. Um, both of these are, are Nature Sunshine. Everything that I'm recommending is through Nature Sunshine. Well, this might make um, you smile before I do these uh, podcasts. I take two Anxious Less every time. <laughs> Two? Two, to kind of calm me I down. I should have done that. I would have stumbled over my words. Yeah. <laughs> it does work, though. It does take kind of just calm it you down. It takes the edge off. Yeah, yeah. It, ta it definitely takes the edge off. It makes you just feel a little bit more decompressed. Yeah. Um, and and when, you're, when you're hurting, you're just, you're on edge. You um, know, my husband just yesterday told me that um, he's a anxious person, and he said, you know, when I get anxious and all worked up, he said, right back in here, I feel these muscles tighten up. And, you know, that's so true, you know, what happens. And I tried to explain to him, I'm glad that you mentioned about uh, the tiger. I always tell him, Tom, you're, you're in a fight or flight situation where the tiger's chasing you and you're afraid it's going to eat you. So if you can just revisualize and calm down and, you know, don't let that tiger... Uh, keep chasing you, some of that will go away. But it's funny, he just told me that yesterday about this tension right here in, in his neck. I don't know why for sure. Maybe it's because I've been home for several days with the weather. I don't know. But anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that's a perfect example. So if he already had issues with his neck and that tension is increasing, then yes. it's going to it's going to make it worse and it might throw them into a headache or something like that. But you know, just um, if it's not, if it's, if you don't deal with the, the emotional um, anxiety part of it. But your suggestion today for stress Jay, I'm going to actually um, have him try that. Maybe that will work. You know, I've, I've tried several different things, but not that one. So um, I think I'll suggest that he tries that one. Yeah. Another, another recommendation that I make, because a lot of times people's pain, and discomforts really aggravate them at night. They're trying to settle their mind. They're trying to get into a space where they can rest. Um, but if you're if you're all stressed, you can't. And then that's just going to make your pain worse. So then you get stuck in this cycle of, oh my, oh my back, oh my back. Oh, I need to move into this position. I need to move in this position. And it just there's there's no happy place to find. Um, so I've recommended Nerve Eight for that because it helps with the sleep aspect of it. And it also has a lot of calming nerves, and it also helps with digestion. A lot of times people have issues with digestion when they're trying to sleep as well. 
So it hits all three aspects, but I don't recommend that during the day because it might make them drowsy. Right. Unless they're really like stressed out hyper person. Yeah. It must have Maybe valerian help, in but it. But I've never made that recommendation for people during the day. I usually just make it for nighttime. Yeah. It, like I said, it must have valerian in it because, you know, that kind of calms you down pretty good uh, in that form. I can't remember I, off I the think top it does. of my head. Yeah. But um, I know it has tops in it. Yeah. Valerian and hops, and I'm not sure either, but uh, that's probably why it really, in the daytime, you don't want to get too, like, maybe calm, too over calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be over calm, yeah. then you're not functional. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you and ever talk to your clients about breathing? Is that something that you recommend at all? I recommend breathing techniques all the time. Um, when, when you're stuck in that, that fight or flight, you tend to take short, shallow breaths. And when people are in and have discomforts in their body, I notice that they're taking really short, shallow breaths. Do and you it can teach be really them? hard to get them out of that. Do you teach them now how to breathe? I, I'm, yeah, I'm always teaching people how to breathe. And what would your suggestion be on that? Like, what would you suggest how you breathe in and out to calm down? So there's, there's a, an easy hack. Um, it, it's easy in concept, but not always easy in implementation. Um, when you inhale, it activates your sympathetic nervous system. When you exhale, it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Now, your sympathetic nervous system is what's responsible for fight or flight. Your parasympathetic is what's responsible for the rest and restore. So if you can make your exhale longer than your inhale, then that's a quick and easy hack to help calm down your nervous system because you're putting more stimulation into the parasympathetic nervous system than you are the sympathetic nervous system. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, actually, so I, I typically recommend like a three count inhale and a five count exhale, which sounds simple. Do you go through the nose and then out through the mouth? Is that what you do or is it both? It doesn't I try matter. to encourage people to do it through the nose. If you're, if you're breathing through the mouth, then that does automatically stimulate that fight or flight. Um, but some people have a lot of sinus issues and they can't, um, which then there's another recommendation I make, which is the ALJ. <laughs> yeah, um, that works pretty good. Sunshine. I'm like, okay, you can't breathe through your nose. Let's try the ALJ. I do actually recommend that one a ton. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm not, I'm not a sinus expert. I, I'm not an ears, nose, throat specialist by any means whatsoever. But it does something to help clear out those sinus passages so that you can breathe better. Yeah. Um, That's a really good one. Uh, to, to do exactly what you said. And I'm glad you use Nature Sunshine products. I also use that in my uh, cons consulting with clients. You know, I have for a long time. And um, they're just, they're wonderful products. I mean, they're reliable. And, you know, I, and just you telling me some of the products that you use um, to some of our listeners may be very valuable to them, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I want to go back to the dry needling. How did you ever get started with that? Because that's something that I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have never even heard about dry needling. So how did you get started with that? So that's kind of an interesting story. 
uh, I was I was talking to both of my parents about getting um, stem cell treatments for their joints. And, you know, there's this place up in Westlake that we had gone to that I, I heard about that was good. And so I went up there with my mom and then I took my dad up there when he came in from California. And because they, they use dry needling as an adjunct to their treatments there. So they do the injections into the joints, but they found that they didn't have um, the best results because the muscular system was still not um, adjusted to the, the joint getting better, and they were still having discomfort from the muscles. So they were doing the dry needling. And, you know, I didn't put a whole lot of validity into it. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, that's nice, dry needling. Uh, but then my dad's like, oh, well, why don't you do something with my shoulder? You know, I'm here, why not, you know, and, and so they actually did a complimentary treatment on him for his shoulder, um, full-on treatment. I think they wanted me to see the, the power of it because they don't usually spend an hour treatment on for free when nobody spent any money there. Um, and I just watched how his shoulder changed. Now, I had worked on my dad for ever since I, even before I graduated from school. Uh, every time I take a course, you know, I let him know I'm taking a course and he is on my treatment table like three days a week for two weeks after the, so I can practice on him and, and cause he's my guinea pig. Uh, so I knew exactly how he responded to every single modality that I had learned. I've never seen anything like it. Um, wow. the whole shoulder just dropped down, went back. Um, the muscles just totally shifted and changed, um, the way he was holding it his body, his posture, everything just changed. And I knew right then and there that I had to learn how to do that because it was just remarkable. That's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and it's probably um, like you're in a specialty right now where there's not a lot of people who actually offer dry needling. So um, it'll be nice that our listeners have your uh, connection there. And I'll be putting that on my website too, all that information about how to get a hold of you. So that yeah, there's, there's getting to be more and more dry needling practitioners out there. Uh, but there's actually, I found to be differences in the dry needling practice than itself. When I, now I, when I learned, I decided to learn from that clinic in Westlake. I did an apprenticeship with them before I, before I took a course. And they gave me a lot of liberties because I've been working as a physical therapist for, you know, uh, at that point, it was probably 17 years. So I, I, I pretty much knew the body. And so they gave me the liberties on figuring out how to use the needles in a safe way. Uh, so I didn't have any structure implemented on me right away. And then when I, you know, I took a course, I, I, I um, added on to that using, you know, maybe longer needles and a, a different approach and a little bit more structure in what I did. Now, when I, I go to dry needling places, because I'm, I'm always looking for places to get treated myself, because there's areas I can't get to, they're very structured in what they do. They're like, oh, we have these, you know, 10 places we put stuff on the back. I'm like, well, you know, but I've got a muscle spasm over here. Oh, no, well, that's not part of the protocol. So you, <laughs> you have taught yourself 
by your where experience. I go right into I'm like there's muscles that are tight that's where I go right so, and I follow the pattern from there so in that process I've actually learned a lot about how the body works together and how the muscles work together and how the, the um, different structures, how the shoulder relates to the back. I can um, see a new chapter in your book already. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because you're making some headway that other people aren't with the dry needling, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I'm, I'm working on the low back, I find that, doing the dry needling down the low back oh but then the, the lat muscle comes down and attaches there well that attaches up into the shoulder so you got to take it all the way up to the shoulder and then the whole pelvic area is related so then you might have to do stuff with the left hip to address the right low back pain you know lisa it's it's so refreshing to see how committed you are to your profession because uh sometimes things can can become just routine, but it doesn't sound at all like you let anything become routine. You're constantly searching for new directions and new ways to make things work better in your profession. That, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I get bored. <laughs> I want to go back <laughs> to when you held that spine up and, you know, down where the area was that you showed. I'm assuming that that you teach your uh, clients like how to work on those areas like with exercise or something to strengthen that area? Yeah, there's, um, like I said, there's a, in the my book, there's a retraining move and I've actually added onto that. That's another thing that I've added on. Um, if anybody does yoga, there's, there's a position that's similar to um, the warrior pose. It's not identical to the warrior pose, but it's similar. Um, and, and you do, you know, a specific muscle contraction, and it can get that joint area to synchronize again. Because when, when this is off here, um, this triangle bone here in the center, when you bend forward and when you lean back, it's supposed to kind of rock up and forward. When it's off, it will go down and back instead of up and forward. And that causes all kinds of problems. And I found that when I do this, have people do this specific move that's similar to a warrior pose, I would say it is the warrior pose, but I got corrected by a yoga okay. practitioner yeah. very firmly. Well, you know, um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, everybody's profession, they want you to get it right. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that song, um, the ankle bones connected to the knee bone, the knee bones connected to the hip bone? You describing how the muscles, they play a huge part in the joint areas and, and controlling all those areas. Um, in holistically, that's kind of what we do. Uh, I know uh, when I'm working with a client, I'm looking at the whole body, not just one tiny little area, because it's all connected. And that's exactly what you do. Yes, it's holistic. And, it, and it's, really, it's really interesting because I wasn't trained that way. But you figured it out. Med medical training is very, okay, you've got the hip. You've got the shoulder, you've got the foot, you know, nothing is related. And, and even with the organs, um, they don't even acknowledge that the organs are 
any have any relationship to the way the body holds itself, but it does. Well, that's that's uh, very interesting, and you know, I do think. Um, some of the younger uh, medical doctors are getting more information that kind of brings it all together, and it's just taking time. But um, some of us that work uh, like you and like I with clients on a daily basis, and we're really listening to the whole story they're telling us about how they feel and how their body's functioning, that makes a huge difference than just that my ear hurts today. You know what I mean? There's, there's, yeah. there's a bigger connection to all of this. And um, I think that's what keeps us so excited and so motivated about what we do to try to yeah. help clients. Yeah. So Lisa, do you have anything else that you want to share? And I don't care what it is with our listeners, anything, you know, that, that we might've missed in our conversation. Um. I don't have anything new, but I want to kind of expand on um, what I've talked, a little bit of what I've talked about. So I've also recently, which I don't fully understand how, how this plays a role yet. I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. I started delving into trauma, uh, mental, emotional trauma, and how it affects the body. And that relates to the breathing. That's one of the reasons why I really started bringing the breathing in. Um, and long before I started delving into the trauma, I knew how to do um, the mental emotional approach, which it's actually called EFT, emotional freedom technique, where you tap on specific meridians of the body and it helps to resolve um, mental emotional discomfort. And but I've been delving into trauma and realizing that that plays a huge role in chronic pain. I can't say that I totally understand it yet because I'm still in the throes of trying to figure it out. Is that trauma but, of all kinds, Lisa? Like, like an accident, a car accident or a loss of a spouse, any kind of trauma? Is that what you're saying? It could be a car accident. It doesn't have to be physical trauma. It could be emotional trauma. It could be abuse as a child. It could be um, abu um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental ab abuse. Um, it changes our psyche. It changes the way we process the world. It changes the way we hold our body. I agree. Um, and, and, that's, and that's kind of why I started going down this road of making recommendations for different, you know, the stress J, the anxious less, um, the, and, the, and um, the, doing the EFT. But I still don't understand how everything comes together yet. The research out there is very, very sketchy, um, very difficult to find. I but started I see doing another neural feedback for myself, and I've noticed that that's helping me um, with my calming my brain, which is also helping with with pain. I see don't, another chapter. Don't understand it yet. <laughs> I see another chapter though in your book. Yes, coming. Yeah, yeah. So it's an evolving uh, situation with you and your profession, and um, it's exciting for me to see someone that has so much passion. Um, I, if if you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up, you know, feel free. You know, if you have anything else, you've been mm -hmm. a wealth of information today. Would you like me to take you through um, 
the, the breathing technique that I teach people. Sure. I think that would be really helpful. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm working on my naturopath degree, and one of the very first things that they taught us in our classes was how to breathe and calm down. And we had to do um, a six-week report daily on breathing and meditating, and it was amazing. And if I, if I had to tell my uh, professors what was one of the main things that stuck out to me in my learning was that very first part of learning how to breathe and calm down. And so go, tell us how you, how you teach people. So one of the things that I find is people breathe too fast. Um, when I say do a three-second inhale or a, a, a three-count inhale, they're like, they're like one, two, three. That's, if time went that fast, we'd probably be dead right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's turning a second into like a millisecond. And yeah. then, you know, like 100 years would go yeah. by. And well, let's slow it down if we can. <laughs> so, you know, the, the important thing is we got to slow it down. You know, our world is so fast, we just got to slow it down. So the best way I have people, I tell, go one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. And then for the five second, do one, 1,000, two, 1,000. 3,000, 1,000, 1,000. So I'm going to take you through that, um, and I'm going to count the 1,000 okay. so that we have the appropriate spacing of each second, uh, allowing you to take that full breath. So, so I'm going to have you start. We're going to start with the inhale. Okay. And then I'll take you through five breaths. Do you want me to do both in and out through my nose? If you can. Okay. If you can. I think um, I can. If you, if you want to, you can exhale through your mouth. That's okay. Um, um, what we learned. The, the nose tends to help with stimulating that parasympathetic nervous system a little bit more. Well, I definitely want um, that. So I'm going to do Exhaling through the mouth. There, there's, different, there, there's different breathing techniques for different intentions. Um, if you're really just trying to calm the body down, Breathing through the nose is ideal. Okay. Um, other approaches that you learn that's breathing through, through the mouth is okay. Um, but the intention might be different. You just have to know what you're trying to achieve from the exercise. Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay. So we're going to start with the inhale. One, 1,000. Two, 1,000. Three, 1,000. Now exhale. One, 1,000. Two, 1,000. Three, 1,000. Four, 1,000. Five one thousand. I now see inhale. Josh in the background. He's doing it with us. Our producer's <laughs> doing it with us. <laughs> you can't hide, Josh. I see you. <laughs> Can we do it one more time? Let's do it one more. We're time. gonna do. We're gonna do five. Okay. Five in a row. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna have you inhale one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Now exhale one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Four one thousand, five one thousand. Now inhale, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Now exhale, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand, five one thousand. Now inhale, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Now exhale, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand, five one thousand. Two more. Inhale, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, and exhale, one, 1,000, 
2 1,000, 3 1,000, 4 1,000, 5 1,000. Now inhale, 1 1,000, 2 1,000, 3 1,000, and exhale, 1 1,000, 2 1,000, 3 1,000, 4 1,000, 5 1,000. Boy, can you feel the relief? In your shoulders, it starts to, it starts, you can feel it. Josh is shaking his head. You can definitely feel that you start to feel that happening. That's wonderful. So five is kind of like the ideal number. You want to try to at least get five in at a time. Uh, it, when you're busy at work, when you're busy with life, it can be difficult to do that. I actually recommend for people just to go to the bathroom and do it. Some place uh, that's, that's quiet. The only, and calm. That's the one space even parents will be able to find personal space in the bathroom, usually, unless they let their kids in the bathroom with them, which is probably not a good idea. That's <laughs> a good, like that's a good that suggestion. Yeah, space. yeah. Um, you know, I hope our listeners will try this technique. And if they do, uh, on the website, if they want to private message us, uh, and let us know if they did it, you know, how it worked for them. Because I could feel it immediately. Well, probably after the third time, starting to relax my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. So, well, Lisa, I sure thank you so much for being here today on uh, Natural Solutions, Natural Health February's podcast. Um, you gave us so much great information. And I know a lot of our listeners uh, will have learned a lot, and they can definitely catch up uh, with you by um, the email and um, web address that you gave them. And um, mm -hmm. I just want to thank you so much for being here today. So Sounds we, good. Thank okay. you for inviting me, Carmela. You're welcome. Um, in March, my guest is going to be Tom Hirschberger. And what Tom does is he uh, inspects... Um, organic crop and facilities. So that's going to be a very interesting um, discussion in um, March. So thanks everyone for watching Natural Solutions Natural Health and we'll see you in March. Bye-bye.